What were you doing out there? Do you realize you could have been killed? Easy. She's not a soldier. Are you hurt? Oh, let's take a look here. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to get the ball. I, I didn't know. You're safe. That's all that matters. Come on. Hey, kid. You all right? She'll be fine. Welcome to Reaction Core, where we react to and analyze Star Wars past and present. Although, you know, recently, in the last, you know, four years, five years or so, it's been present. We used to go back and listen to Clone Wars episodes, uh, or listen to, we'd go watch old Clone Wars episodes and then, uh, and then record reactions to them a few times. But, uh, haven't done that for a while. So, yeah, these Reaction Core episodes are special editions of Children of the Force, which is a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 14. I'm Liam, and I'm 12. And this week we're talking about the second episode of The Bad Batch, Cut and Run. And, um, you know, this is, uh, the second week in a row we've done a Reaction Core. Are we going to keep this up for the entire season of The Bad Batch? It's 16 episodes long, which we found out uh, last week, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know, uh, because it's going yes, to be it's going to be consistent. I don't think they're Wait, taking a single episodes? week off. 16 episodes long. So how long is that going to run for? Well, 16 weeks. Well, yeah, but when's 15, it gonna end? 15 weeks, I guess, uh, because the first week had two episodes. Uh, so let's see, this is the second week. And so that would, four after this month. week... Three, four months. Well, yeah, f 15 weeks is in a month, in three months, so... Yeah. Yeah. Dang, so like three almost months. summer, midsummer. Sure. May, June, July, mm -hmm. I think it'll end in August, yeah. Because um, it started at the beginning of May, so actually it'll end at the end of July, I think. Yeah. Dang. So, who knows, I think we'll take some breaks, uh, you yeah. know, and not do a reaction to every single episode but uh you know i wanted to do one for episode two um i also do want to say kind of right away that i do completely know and it is a weight on my shoulders that we still haven't done a zoom episode um i have made the decision to wait until school is out because we are quite busy and those Very take busy, yes. <laughs> those take quite a bit of prep and i mean this does too but it's just prep on my part and not uh, every single person who is calling into the Zooms part also. <laughs> and I think everyone's going to be a little more available once school is done, which for us is after the first week of June. So I'm thinking, you know, hopefully by the end of June, we'll have one scheduled and uh, and we can record one or maybe even two this summer, right? Yeah. People, are, people really want them and they really enjoy them and we do too. It's just quite a bit of work um, on the front end, organizing, but also on the back end, editing. Uh, they're kind of tricky to edit, so I just don't want to get myself in over my head. Got a lot a lot on our plates these days. So, I uh, just wanted to get that out of the way and let everybody know, yes, we're still doing it. We'll let you know. Sorry for not doing it when we said we would. That's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, as I used to say, but don't anymore, because it's just too cynical. Life is a series of disappointments. <laughs> I try not to say that anymore because it's just that's not true. It's also a series of uh it's also a series of joyful things, you know? Like it's not just disappointments. That's true. <laughs> that's true. 
<laughs> All right. So, Cut and Run. Uh, last week, we recorded our uh, review of Aftermath, the first episode of Bad Batch. And uh, Nyan sent us his email review because we did ask for email reviews. Um, I think we, we recorded it too close to the show, too close to when the show came out, uh, because we got a lot of reviews after we recorded. So, uh, we're going to get to those. Some of them, um, you know, are reviews of cut and run as well, but yeah, so let's go to listener email because that's where these reviews are. It's time to read some emails that we got from our listeners. Listener emails make us happy and they are super fun to read. Yeah, it's time to read some emails that we got from our listeners. Listener emails are really fun to read. They are fun, everyone, except the bad ones. We don't get much of those, at least for now. They are fun, everyone, except the bad ones. But we don't get that much of those because our listeners are awesome. Alright, so Cohen sent us uh, an email. He said, Hi, Children of the Force. It's Cohen again. Before I say anything, I have not watched The Bad Batch. He's talking about the first episode as of writing this email. First of all, I have a theory. Okay, so this is Cohen's theory before watching. Uh, so in the Bad Batch featurette, there was a clip that showed Hunter in the cloning facility. I think he's going to destroy the facility, leaving only the clones off-world to retire. And the Kaminoans can't clone anymore with Django dead. So that's why they had to use Stormtroopers. Uh, that's a good that idea. A and in fact, we could see something like that eventually. We didn't see that in the... In the you know, in the in the preview of the show in the in the first episode, but uh, I also but think yeah. they kind of explained the reason why they don't want to use clones anymore is because it costs too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. It's just uh, kind of funny to me. The emperor is stingy. Um, so it's cheap. Yeah, but I think uh, you know, I'm hoping that you know, in these first two episodes, we didn't see Camino unless the Bad Batch was there. But we, there's still a member of the Bad Batch there, so I do hope that as much as Crosshair really annoys me and it's hard to watch Crosshair, I do hope that we get to follow Crosshair as well, because that's Same. going to be how we get to see what happens on Kamino with the phasing out of the clones and what does that look like. Um, you know, if 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 Hunter did do this and destroyed the cloning facility, I mean, there's a lot of clones still there, right? You know, you got to think about all the the clones who are already there and. You know, I think I would hope that if the Bad Batch does end up, you know, stopping cloning from happening, then they would save the lives of the clones that are there first. We'll see. Who knows? Um, I think if anyone destroys the facility and the clones in the facility, it'll be the Empire. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Um, Cohen also sent us another email. And... This was after he watched The Bad Batch, and it is so good. First of all, as soon as it said Depa Balaba, I knew it was the scene described in Rebels. Me and too. when they plotted course for Seleucami, I knew they were going to see Cut. I was also wondering if Omega is a clone, who is she a clone of? Well, that's all. Oh, we're thank you so much. That too. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Cohen. Uh,. Alright, I do see how she could be a clone of Django. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. But I personally think that... You think she might be too young to be a clone of Django? Well, there were babies in there. There oh. were still babies that were clones of Django. 
I much. think I don't think Django has to be alive in order no, to clone Django. No, they just need Django. his DNA. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the reason he's he was there still in Attack of the Clones uh, is because that was a deal he had made with the Kaminoans that he would be able to live there with Boba, and, and that would be like a safe place for them to live. Mm, yeah. Um, because he's probably so, wanted in a lot of places. Sure. Yeah, and it's it's cozy and. Uh, you know, uh, secure, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think they could still make Django clones, even though he's dead. And in fact, I'm, you know, we know that they did because during the Clone Wars, they were they were making clones. I mean, like like I said, we saw the babies. Yeah. Those were almost for sure. You know, they were started before. Well, they were for sure started after Django died. So. Right. Um. Yeah, so I think uh, it's possible that she is a clone of someone else. Um, you know, some people might point to her accent and how she has, you know, a similar accent to the clones, but that would make sense because she's growing up among the clones. Mm-hmm. So accents are not hereditary, we know that. Uh, so that doesn't, you know, point toward anything really. Um, I would point toward her skin color and say that, you know, but then we know from the Bad Batch also that you know, you know the varying, varying degrees of melanin in their skin. I'm not sure if it's melanin in the galaxy far, far away that causes skin to have the color it does. But that is what causes skin to have the color it does here. Um, so you know maybe whatever you know whatever happened with the Bad Batch as far as their skin colors not matching the rest of the clones, that could be the case with her as well. We talked last week about how I hope that's not what's happening and that she is a clone of somebody else that would make more sense Mm -hmm. blonde hair yeah uh just kind of (laughs) weird oh and not related to uh the bad batch cohen did have a question Uh, have you ever gotten an email during a podcast i i'm assuming we have i think we have or it's been it's happened where i've recorded and then checked my email and say ah got that email should have wished i would have included that but uh and then cohen uh, has a stump the lump but we'll just We'll just do, because why not? Uh, True or false, the Millennium Falcon was inspired by a burger with a bite out of it and an olive out of the side. And I forgot to delete the answer. The answer is true. Well, I would say false, but I guess the answer is true, so... I was going to say true, but I guess the answer is true, so... It's too weird to not be true, right? That's true. That was exactly my thought process, yeah. Um, Yeah, kind of weird. (laughs) <laughs> there's a story about that do you mean like, like, like George Lucas was eating a burger I think George Lucas was I, I don't remember the story he was sitting down with I don't think it was Ralph McQuarrie I think it was Joe Johnston I think uh, don't quote me on that uh, and you know someone had taken a, he had taken or Joe Johnston had taken a bite out of the burger and then stuck a olive on top for the di- the you know the Thing. radar yes, dish know. and yeah and that was it I mean, you know, uh, that's people, designers get inspiration from all sorts of places. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was this really cool Facebook post that I think it's, it's public. So maybe I'll link to it, um, where it's like just everyday objects. And then this, uh, this like graphic designer makes a spaceship based on the everyday object. So it'll be like, uh, this microphone, this could be a really cool spaceship, honestly. Oh, sure. Sure. Or like a potato peeler, right? (laughs) No, I mean, you laugh, but, like, the spaceships are awesome. They look so cool. And they're based on, like, a whisk, you know? Oh, or, that uh, would be cool. Or, like, um, 
just all sorts of different things. It's, it's so, so cool. It's so true, actually. Like, everything you look at would be an amazing spaceship. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's a lot of where designers get their inspiration, just looking at... Because uh, a potato peeler was also designed. Someone designed that. They decided, you know, why does it Off have these curves? Maybe. Why does it have, you know... Um, that was for, like, use purposes, though. Not some. to make it look cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on the potato peeler, right? That's true. Like, I think the one that I use uh, every day is ergonomics and Yeah, Data has a function designer potato and, peeler. Uh, but also, <gasps> it's orange. Why is it orange? You know? Why is it the texture it is? You know, like, designers think of all these things. How do how can I make this thing look cool, too? of a carrot. Hmm. Yeah. Because you can peel carrot sure. with it. That's probably it. You could be a designer. I just thought of a carrot whenever <laughs> I see it. Okay. <laughs> so make a carrot based off a potato peeler. That's absurd. All right, so <laughs> what? Cohen says bye for now. Oh, and I almost forgot. May the fourth be with you. Thank you, Cohen. May the fourth be with you as mm. well. And also with you. All right, and also ish. With me. Ish um, sent us an email. He says, "I love the Bad Batch so much. This is after the first episode. Uh, it is awesome. I can't wait for more episodes because I'm not even sure how this series will turn out." My favorite character is Wrecker so far. I have a Bad Batch stump the lump. What is the name of the little droid that... Data knows this one for sure. That goes with Omega into the Bad Batch's room. Answer? Do you guys remember? Yeah, A-7-5. I knew. A-7-5. Liam? A-Z-1. Ooh, A-Z-1, nice. Uh, Wait, actually? Yeah. It. I knew it started okay. with A. What? Actually? Yeah. Well, actually, we need to list every single number. <laughs> oh, no, it was AZ3. Close enough. What? Uh, All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ish also says, I'm glad there is something new that is Star Wars that I can look forward to every week. This is going to be an awesome show. Yeah, exactly. That is really nice. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, it's not, you know, it's not quite the Mandalorian as far as, like, oh, how, how huge it is and how everybody's watching it and stuff. Right. Like, this is... Um, it's for Star Wars it's fans. Exactly, you know? exactly. Like, I don't know if people who aren't Star Wars fans are going to be watching this show. And that's I fine. Like, that's fine. I feel like, like, the first show, especially from, like, Marvel and Star Wars, both, yeah. like, are popular with a very wide variety mm-hmm. of audiences, and then it's, like, less people. Because, yeah. like, WandaVision was super popular, even without, even with, like, not super yeah. big fans of Marvel. Yeah. I mean, and so was Captain America and the Winter Soldier was too a bit. Not as much as Probably not as much though, yeah. 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 Um, it's not that WandaVision was better, it's just that it was the first thing yeah. of a thing. But also because of also, the way the show, well, the way the show was, where it was like based on old TV shows, I think it gave people an entry point, you know, people who liked old TV shows or, you know, it, it, Allowed people who weren't Marvel fans to watch and still enjoy it, right? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Ish says uh, that he's excited to see how it's going to turn out. You know, so far, in each episode we have had so far, you know, they go to see Sagarera. In this episode, they go to see Cut and Sue and their kids. And, like, I wonder if next week are they going to go see Rex? And, you know, is it going to be, like... Who are they going to see this week from the Clone Wars? Are they going to see, um, what's her name? 
What's her name? Uh, the person from Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, Fennec Shan. Yes, Fennec sure. Shan. Well, we are yeah. pretty sure. I think, She'll oh, they will see Shan. eventually Fennec yeah. Shan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, um, but I, I think, you know, it's a way also, it's a way for people to kind of get into the show who maybe don't care as much about the Bad Batch, right? Right. I care about Sagarera. I care about Cut and Sue, even though they were only in one episode of The Clone Wars. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. We'll see, you know? Maybe, you know, that we're getting to know the Bad Batch more. Eventually, they'll be able to have shows, episodes, you know, where it's just them, and that'll be enough. But I do think it's nice that there's these connections, too. Uh, yeah, so thank you, Ish, for that email. Uh, Clayton also sent us an email. He says, on Gmail, it gives a little preview. So since you might not have seen The Bad Batch... Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, his non-spoiler review of The Bad Batch. So, appreciate that, Clayton. Uh, first of all, it was really good, especially the first scene. This is, uh, Aftermath again. Uh, the conflict was really good. Now, the spoiler review for The Bad Batch. The first scene, Caleb Doom. That totally overrides the comic book canon. Yes, it does. Talked about that last week. Uh, well, not totally overrides it, but, you know, it's not the same. Uh, Crosshair must have had a stronger chip than when he got Enhanced Chip, which was super sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was... The way they explained it, it seems like it was just kind of random that that crosshair maybe he's just wasn't as altered as the rest of them right that's true he All just had he, really he good had, vision yeah good accuracy that's it you know everyone yeah. else had kind of bigger enhancements um yeah and then uh clayton's excited that omega is part of the bad batch i liked her character but i want more but i know that will come what if she's the new crosshair because of that disabling shot unless crosshair comes back uh, Crosshair got a new helmet when he turned. I like the trickery with the... There are five enhanced clones. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought that was weird, but I thought that meant Echo was considered an enhanced clone. Uh, but then, of course, they explained it. Uh, Saw was good, but I think he will play a bigger part. Yeah, maybe. I think so, too. Yeah, that, that would make sense. I could see them going back to him, knowing that yeah. maybe they have an ally, right? Someone who's against the Empire. Uh, my favorite character in the Bad Batch is Wrecker because he's funny. I also really liked Hunter because he has the most common sense and leadership. Same. <laughs> yeah. I loved Wrecker's Tuka Cat. I think it was called that. Yes, it is. Uh, Star Wars released a clip called For Hire, which pretty much is a trailer for the rest of the season. We have not watched that. Uh, or I think I did, but you kids haven't. No. Uh, I think they showed us the Bad Batch's friend giving them a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a... Gamorian, I think. I think. Giving them a job. Uh, kind of, it seemed a lot like the Mandalorian. Uh, where, like, he goes, they go to someone who gives them a job. and um, Yeah, and then uh, he says, For Star Wars Day, I went to school wearing Star Wars gear. I'm in a Star Wars discussion group, and we did a 52-question quiz with 23 other participants on Kahoot. I won with 48 questions right. <laughs> And got a certificate. Wow, you only yeah. got four wrong. That's amazing. Darn it. Uh, I will that send... is a Kahoot. That is a Kahoot I could win in my class, <laughs> but I cannot win a Kahoot. I know. I did play a Kahoot in class, and I won. It was a Star Wars one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Right. You know. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, so Kahoot's, for those who don't know, it's just an online quiz thing. Yeah. Just a quiz app. Like a timing quiz you can do with your classmates. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'll send another email when the Friday episode comes out. 
This is a huge email. I also got a Mandalorian bedspread and pillow. Bye for now. Well, thank you so much. And then uh, Clayton does send a second email. Uh, I've just watched the new episode of The Bad Batch. It's not better for me than the first one, but it's very close. Hunter was my second favorite character of this episode and in The Bad Batch because I like him being Omega's father figure. I liked how Cut teaches Hunter how to be a good father and not a soldier, which leads me to say that I really liked Cut this episode because he was more in it and... Like I said before, he was teaching Hunter. Hunter didn't get as much screen time as he should have, but the episode would have been more like 40 minutes if he did. Hmm. I thought he got quite a bit, but <laughs> you really like Hunter. Uh, there was a lot of echo this episode, but not a lot of character development with him. I hope we will see him more. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was in it quite a bit. I wonder... I don't know. I wonder how much character development we're going to yeah. get with Echo. Echo seems I don't know if we will. Because I feel like we we he's had his story. Yeah. Right. But There's then there should be more because he's has to get like he's getting used to. But that was kind of the the bad batch arc where he was getting used to being part of a team again and, uh, you know, overcoming his separatist programming kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, he seems pretty used to true. it. Yeah, he does. He does. So, but, you know, you don't just get over that. He was captured for how many right. years and tortured, Very basically, traumatic. and turned into a robot for the Separatists, pretty much. So, Wrecker wasn't in that much, but he didn't need to be. I totally disagree with you about Wrecker being annoying. Okay, that's fair. I kind of actually, now. Yeah, and, like, as Me time too. has gone on, like, yeah, this last episode, especially, he wasn't, I wasn't annoyed by him at all. So, either we're getting used to him, or they're Gomez. toning it down just... a little bit. <laughs> Also, like, we're seeing more of his soft side, too. Yeah, like, he like, was it's like, it's Uncle Wrecker, and they right. came and gave him a hug and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. he's just a big sweetheart <laughs> underneath all the yep. wreck stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you said exactly mm -hmm. that. I know, episode. but he's I love him. He's just a big him. sweetheart. He's just a big teddy bear. Not really. Big Tuka bear. I mean, he does punch people. Yeah. He just does but it nicely, you know? It's for a good, good cause. He's just like, your head. But he does it with a smile. with your head. And yeah, you guys smile, <laughs> but I pretend like it's all fun, you know? <laughs> okay, well, speaking of that, uh, he says, you got your clone, you got your killing clone troopers without a thought, guys. Well, <laughs> did we, though? And you know what? I don't even know if we did in Rebels that much. Because if you always, if you watch closely, like, they shoot the clones, but then usually there will be at least one scene where you'll see a clone laying on the ground, and they'll kind of move a little bit, like they're groaning, or like they're in pain. Yeah. They're kind of like, oh, you know, and they'll move a little bit. So it, it's implied that they're not killing them. They're just shooting them to make them fall down. <laughs> it doesn't really make that much sense. They're not what aiming for the head. Just aim or for the, the heart. Feet. Just right. shoot the feet right. so they right. fall. Right, they're not aiming to kill them. And also, um, if you think about it, like, they have armor. Like, it never makes sense to me. Like, what is the point of the armor if a standard blaster right. pierces it and kills somebody? I don't think it does. Right? It just hits them so hard. It's like if you were, if you're wearing in real in in our world, if you're wearing a bulletproof vest, like it's still and gonna you shock get you. shot in the chest while you're wearing a bulletproof vest, you're gonna fall down, and you might pass out. Yeah. And your rib will probably get cracked. And, like, it, it just really doesn't hurts. kill you, but it really hurts. Yeah. So my thinking is, you know, these, even when it's not on stun, the stormtroopers are stunned because they're hit so hard by this bolt. So they fall down, and they're out of commission for at least a few minutes and, right. you know, groaning and moaning on the on the ground. Um, 
dead. At least in animation, I think that's how it works. In, like, The Mandalorian, you actually see, like, the armor crack and, like, oh, yeah. they're dead. That's... For some reason. Uh, his gun's um, really Sure, that, that's, really why. that's why. That's uh, why. So, but anyway, so, so he says that was a downside, though... Uh, the clones were never too nice to them. They call them the sad batch, but that doesn't mean they should die. So I'm I'm saying we have I a mean, we have that's an out. Debatable. We we have a mental out, right? We we you can you can think to yourself, well, they're not dead, and that's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't do that when the Death Star blows up, but you can do that what? with you know. I mean, you got again. Emperor didn't die. He wasn't. <laughs> uh, wait, on Death Star Two, he was. True. <laughs> yes. He was, but he wasn't. All right. So uh, Clayton says, it's cool that Rex met up with Cut again. I like Cut's point of view from the Clone Wars. Omega was good in this episode. Since she was new to the galaxy at large, you can relate to her because we've only known Earth. But Mm -hmm. after it showed her for a little while, it got cheesy. It was fun to see her play with the kids and it revealed a lot about Hunter, Cut, and Omega when she almost got killed by that Nexu. I kind of knew she would stick with the Bad Batch because it would be a huge plot twist if she went with Cut and Sue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who Sue is also a great shooter. Yes, she is. And overall, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. Cool. Liam, when we were talking, we were like, oh yeah, she's not going to go with Cut and Sue. And no. Liam was like, I want to see a show where just like the things that <laughs> you think aren't going to happen, like obviously this isn't going to happen, but it actually happens. Yeah. And I was like, I should write a book like that. Like, they actually go with Cut and Sue. You're like, what? Right. No, they're not going to do that. Like, it's so predictable. And you never, but then they just you actually never, go with Cut and Sue. You never see Omega again. Yeah, right. and you just, just never see her again. It's more realistic. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> uh, Clayton says, I've played the piano for two years now and know nice. the Cantina Band, Star Wars, and the Imperial March. Nice. Awesome. nice. I knew those at one point. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think you knew the Cantina Band. I think I did I didn't know the Cantina you play, Band. You were able to play the Imperial March, I think. Yeah. And Star Wars, but yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm going nice. to learn the Bad Batch race theme and the March of the Resistance. Wow. I love awesome. March nice. of the Resistance. Oh, the yeah. Bad Batch. So Isn't good. that like the that's ending one? the theme of the Bad Batch. I think so, yeah. Is it the end? Oh, oh my sure. gosh. That's so good. It gives me goosebumps. Awesome. Uh, all right. For now, this is Clayton with another long email signing off. May the Force be with you and bye for now. Thank you, Clayton, for that. That was an awesome review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan also has some stuff to say about the Bad Batch. Ethan says, I was worried that this show would be just like the Bad Batch arc in the Clone Wars, but it wasn't, and I actually really enjoyed it. Same. Same. <laughs> My jaw same. dropped. Yeah, all of us are the same. My jaw dropped when I saw Depa Balaba because I knew I was going to see young Caleb. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I also knew she was gonna uh, die. That's that's so funny, you know. Like that's this is like the, the thing that. They reward us for paying attention, right? Like we 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 knew that Devil Balava was Kanan's master. So mm-hmm. when we when we hear the name, we're like we automatically think, Kanan. Caleb Doom. Caleb Doom. So that's pretty cool. Uh, from the first moment I saw her, I had a bit of a feeling that Omega was a defect, like the Bad Batch. Just the way everyone referred to her and the way she acted around the Bad Batch. She might be able to, to detect people's emotions. I think we had said that last yeah, time. Yeah, Liam or, or something, because she could immediately tell and understand what Crosshair was feeling. I'm just guessing. I also think she might be a female clone of Django, yeah, because she looks like the young clones. Yeah, kind of. I mean, think of how Boba looked, though, in the Clone Wars. I don't know. I mean, I 
guess we could put them side by side. We should take a look. Yeah. Uh, she never left Camino and didn't know what her parents were. So yes, yeah, I mean, we know she is a clone. Yeah, about parents. Yeah. She was like, parents? Right. What, what are, are those? those? <laughs> parents. Well, they're, they're little grains of thing on the ground. When you pick them up, then they fall to the ground. And I mean, oh, sorry, that's dirt. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a joke. Hey. <laughs> You're dirt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ethan says, I loved I loved seeing AZI-3452118962464987213 again. Wait, so it was yeah. AZ13. AZ3. No, there's an I after the AZ. AZI. AZ. ZI is pronounced Z. That's oh, so they call it, they say AZ. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Ethan. And yes, uh, it was nice to see AZ34521189624649872134 again. I agree. <laughs> yep, I agree too. It was yeah. It, did you really like also seeing AZ? Uh, AZ Don't do that again. Nine six. How do you do that so fast? Four six. I seriously I don't think our listeners want to hear us saying AZI-34521-9624-6987213474 over and over again. Yeah, they definitely don't want to say AZ-134. Andre also sent an email. Andre said, Starface, 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 Starface. Yes, Andre. Star Thank face. you, Ethan, star again. Face. Yes, star you're right. Andre star did face. say star many, star many star-eyed face. faces. Said Andre the said the Bad Batch is super good. Thank you. And also, Andre, thank you for moving us along, kids. Uh, <laughs> okay. Also, I think Omega's mutation is that she can copy anyone's ability. It was super oh. awesome. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's, that's a good smart. idea too not that she has all of it Agreed, but that she can copy whatever she's around copied crosshair mm, to yeah. use it on mm-hmm. crosshair yeah maybe then yeah copied hunter, yeah. hunter hmm. to sense emotions because yeah. i mean hunter has yeah, yeah, yeah. senses so yeah. maybe you can sense emotions also interesting i guess we'll see um it was super awesome that Kanan was in it, and I think that Crosshair's new armor is awesome and i really like that they added cut laquane in cut and run yes all of those things Bye for now, says Andre. Yep, I agree, Andre. That was, uh, those were all pretty cool. You guys people's last names just to make you sound really smart. Cut Laquane? Yeah. How could you forget a last name like Laquane? <laughs> Come on. No, I, I mean, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, but, I did. You know, <laughs> I mean, someone, but think, how many times has Andre watched The Clone Wars? Like, Nine's watched it like four times, right? That's true. Like, you know, like, who knows? Andre maybe just. Oh, you know, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's a very memorable name, honestly. Uh, oh, was it oh, again? Andre. <laughs> Laquane? That's right. See? Oh, dang. I got <laughs> it. It is memorable. Uh, Andre had a PS, uh, a post note. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was a callback. Making fun of you, Liam. Uh, Wait, I think is Rex. Is it not post note? <laughs> post script. Remember we talked about it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andre. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Andre says, I think Rex might be meeting up with Wolf and Gregor. 
Yeah, yeah, that could be where he's going next, right? Maybe uh-huh. he went to go talk to Cut, see, like, hey, Cut, do you know where any clones are who are off the grid? Like, who aren't, you know, uh, part of a, you know, part of a squadron of stormtroopers or a platoon or a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'll talk about how that all works out because I don't quite understand how Order 66 works still. Um, so, yeah, um, those are our emails. So thank you so much, everybody, for sending emails. Thank you, Andre, for that email. And, uh, yeah, that kind of brings us to, I, I just had some thoughts about the episode. Uh, we're not going to go through and say, like, this happened and then this happened because eh, that's not how I like to talk about these shows. You know, I want to talk about some things that happened, but, you mm-hmm. know, um, if you're listening to this, you've watched the show recently. So uh, we're not going to recap the episode or anything like that because uh you know how it went all right so, now time for the recap <laughs> yeah so it starts off with uh oh well we did find out that there is no narrator right we talked about this last episode yeah liam you are mourning the loss of uh tom kane telling us what has happened before this episode <laughs> who's uh, tom kane He's the narrator. narrator. He's also the voice of Admiral Ularan. Oh, I knew that. And Yoda. Uh, what? So, oh, I yeah, thought I recognized in the, Clone Wars, the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's just, uh, you know, it's just the Bad Batch and then the title of it and then episode. So that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, yeah, and then we get, uh, you know, we get them going to Salukamai and I really liked Omega, uh, or as I might start calling her, Omega. Omega. Um, because that's how she says her name. Omega. Omega. But the way Omega marvels over dirt reminds me of Ray seeing Takadana for the first time. And how she was like, oh, look yeah, at all. I, I didn't know there's this whole green, this much green in the whole universe, you know. Or in the galaxy. Uh, and I think it's funny that, you know, Ray grew up in dirt. Uh, but that dirt is super fascinating to someone who grew up like in a basically like a future futuristic alien you know facility like Camino is awesome Camino looks like um you know it's it's the it's the alien city that we never saw in the original trilogy because George Lucas wanted Star Wars to look real and lived in you know and so when it came to designing the cloning facility, he's like, let's make this look as like stereotypically alien as we could. You know, mm-hmm. you even have the alien shaped heads of the Kaminoans and oh, the true. long, you know, the yeah. long necks weren't necessarily a stereotype of aliens, but you know, uh, he, he just went full classic alien movie, you know? Um, so it's just funny that she's like fascinated with dirt, whereas Ray was like, uh, you know, sick of dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then like, uh, I love how Omega goes and throws the ball with, uh, with the kids and says, what's the purpose of this? You know, like, it's <laughs> yeah, just like why play? Uh, and I think maybe that's the way she was kind of playing catch with them and stuff. Maybe that's what Clayton meant when he said it kind of got cheesy after a while, like the, you know. Or the way she kicked the dirt. I don't know. There was some of the animation of Omega makes her look like very childish. Whereas I think she's, I'd have to guess she's at least 10. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but she's also pretty probably immature when it comes to like the world. So it kind of makes sense. And uh, yeah, you didn't think it was cheesy, Lee? No, not no. really. 
I mean, I think it was probably age appropriate, and we're just not used to seeing. Star Wars is for kids, guys. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, and we're not used to seeing like people that age in Star Wars, right? Like, yeah, like right. Anakin in the Phantom Menace also came off as cheesy when he said "yippee," but like Yippee. he was ten, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he was a kid. What's he supposed 12. to do? Like, yay! Let's go! Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Watto's like, go clean the back, and then you can go home. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, let's get wrecked, Watto! <laughs> you guys. <laughs> We're the cheesy ones now, Dad. That's how people talk, Dad. <laughs> I know. So why isn't that how Anakin talked? <laughs> because people didn't talk like that when... <laughs> back in the olden times on Tatooine? Yeah, back in the ancient times. When Dad was ago? a kid. A long time ago and far away. <laughs> no, I meant a long time ago <laughs> when the script writers wrote the script. The Phantom script. Menace was not written when I was a child. Oh, that's true. I was in college when it came out. Fine. Yeah, Anna, get your <laughs> I'm older flash. than that. But that's funny. I'm actually arguing that I'm older than you're saying I am. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, what is the purpose of this? What's the purpose of play? I mean, we know, right, like in, as an early childhood educator, like it's play fun. is how you learn. It's fun, but it's also how you learn. How you learn about the world, how you learn about your body, how you learn about other people, right? How you learn to take turns. Um, play is essential and, uh, I feel very bad and sad for Omega that she does not. no play makes Omega adult boy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I do, but I mean, seriously, like, how do you, how do you grow up as a child and not play? Right. It's sad. Uh, and hopefully she'll have more chances to play. Um, although, yeah, I mean, I could see some of the, you know. like partially to her playing is, you know, Blast and Stormtroopers too. Oh, maybe. You yeah. know, because that's what yeah. she wanted to do. Like, I could was see Wrecker playing with her. Maybe I was going to, yeah, her and Wrecker yeah, could play yeah. with, uh, with the Tugadol. Or Hunter, like, you know, I'm playing a Yeah, true. Oh, or like. Tugadol. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Or um, her and Hunter doing some good old uh, dad and child catch thing. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, one thing I thought was kind of cool is that the chain code makes its uh, an appearance in this uh, episode. So, you know, we heard of the chain code in The Mandalorian. And um, the whole thing was that, like, uh, like, Grogu didn't have a chain code. Because, you know, the Mandalorian was asking, what's what's the chain code? There isn't one. All we know is how old, basically, this bean okay. is. Um, and so, like, I guess this is where it starts. It's an Imperial thing. Chain codes. Uh, the Republic did not have chain codes, I guess. Um, because, you know, this is like, you, you see the Imperial like explaining. Social security number? Yes, basically? exactly. It is. Because uh, aren't we, don't we, like, have numbers, though? Well, you don't yet, but you will. Um, but you do not have, actually, no, I don't think you have a social security number yet. You have to sign up for social security when you turn 
16 or 18? I know, but like actual numbers, right? Like you don't have one yet. Born, we have a number. You right? don't. You do you not, don't? actually. So uh, that's what our social security number is. Like it it's it our will number? be. Yes, it will be. Oh, okay. um, yeah, one thing about, uh, and some different countries do it differently. In the United States, there is no, like, you do not have an official, like, you're not somewhere, your name isn't somewhere on a list of everybody who lives in the United States. Like, as far as the United States government is concerned. I mean, Facebook probably has it. But, but what about, <laughs> but, like, But the, the United census. States government doesn't. In the census, uh, that's different. The census is uh, private, kind of, right? So, like, our, our personal details are not known, but we oh. are counted, right? Um, now, I could put, I, we put our names on it, I think. Um, your mom and I do, at least. But, like, it's, it doesn't become part of a national registry or anything like that. And, and the reason for that is, you know, um, it's a privacy concern, right? Like, a lot of people have, you know, um, they're really worried about the government knowing everything about them, right? Because that could be used for bad, right? Um, but it can also be used for good, you know? And, like, I think that good government is possible, and, like, the people who are anti-government usually see themselves as pro-people, right? But uh, I think that you can be both, because government is made up of people. And and I think this, this example of, like, the Imperials having a chain code, or, like, starting this idea of, like, everybody gets a number, I think um, it kind of is part of sort of a trend that Star Wars has that says government is bad right and it makes me a little uncomfortable you know um because like there's a lot of like awful conspiracy theories out there and people who i think are very you know um really wrong about their thinking who are like anti-government and the government should go down and but also like it's you, you shouldn't have to have like a security number to be able to do things like go mm. on a plane you know okay all right i don't think you should have okay to. I, and, and you don't have to but like immigrants like if they come into the country right. and they don't have a you know social security number sure they shouldn't be denied like, oh sure stuff Right. Well, they should be given a social security number right. if they're living in the United States. Right. Regardless of their immigration status, they should just be given a number so that they can get services easily. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of what it is, right? Like, this is what the Imperials are saying here. Uh, get your chain code number and then you can convert your money to Imperial credits, which are the only thing you can spend now. You know, so obviously they're they're being mean about it right they're using yeah. it it for ill for in a bad way um but you know i think that uh there's examples in star wars like like the rebels win right the galactic civil war and they they reinstitute the republic but then oh but then you know uh certain planets get left out and and are they just as bad as the empire and i think there's questions like that that i think lead people to think that like star wars is saying government's bad and I don't want to give people who are, like, wanting to tear down our government uh, more talking points. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know, like, there's, uh, this makes me uncomfortable. Uh, the trivia guide for this episode on StarWars.com actually says the chain codes are similar to a social security number in the United States. So, is that bad that we have a social security number? You know, like, is it, you know, there's this idea that, like, if you're an individual and you should be able to do whatever you want, then the government shouldn't be able to give you a number. Like, that's taking away your individuality. It's making you part of a collective, you know. But I don't think it's that simple. And I think that, you know, uh, I kind of take issue with them writing, like, making the chain code like an evil imperial thing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, you know, government isn't necessarily bad. Uh, you know, if you talk about like the minimum wage, right? That's a, a centralized government in the United States, the federal government saying everybody has to make at least this much, much money per hour. And it should be more. <laughs> it should be way more. Uh, child labor laws, right? You cannot, like children cannot work in factories. That didn't, it wasn't always the case. Tons of kid di- kids died working dangerous jobs in factories, right? So right. the federal government passed a law. Said we can't do that anymore. It's not safe. It's not ethical. It's not moral. Um, consumer protection, environmental regulations. Government is supposed to be good, right? It's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be good. And I think it's fine for fiction like Star Wars, to point out how government goes wrong, but I think that they should be careful about what kind of messages they send. I love taxes because I love people is a saying that I always, uh, that I've said for a long time now. Uh, And it kind of speaks to this too, I think, right? I could keep going on, but I won't. Uh, It just 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 bothered me. You can be part of a community and be individual person at the same time. Of course you can. Of course. (laughs) I know. Uh... Right, like, um, you know, people think I'm giving away my individuality because I'm, you know, I have to pay taxes even though I don't want to or something or, you know. Uh, I think that, like, a vaccine, like you were talking about, you know, uh, having to have a number to fly, right? Yeah, like, it'd be nice. Everybody should be able to fly. I I think, like, vaccine passports are probably a good idea because it's going to encourage people to get the vaccine. That's it doesn't true. mean you can't fly if what you do don't you mean have... vaccine So, passports? like, you basically have a, a card that says, I'm vaccinated. I don't... I'm vaccinated against COVID-19. And Ooh. that doesn't mean that you have to have that card to fly. But it means that you don't have to get a test before you fly. Right? Mm. Or that you don't have to isolate once you get to where you're going right right so like it's not saying you can't fly it's just saying i mean it makes it it only right and people are so against these things because they're like what are we are we living in a you know uh nazi germany where everybody you know it's it's unbelievable the things people will say it does get tricky because like i don't know it's like you're giving Certain people, more rights over other people. It's not more rights. It's just as making it easier for them to do what they want to do because they're taking the precautions that need to be taken for public health. That's true. It's it's a public health issue. And I guess everyone can be vaccinated. Well, not not everybody can, but people can have exceptions, right? I mean, if you are someone with a compromised immune system, you might not be able to get vaccinated, which is the reason everybody else should get vaccinated. Yes. Why wouldn't you be able? Oh, because Because your immune system might react negatively to it, right? There are people who can't get any vaccinations of any kind 
And that's why everybody else who can should. Because there are people who are vulnerable who can't. Right. You know, and do you want to be responsible for passing it on to them? Because you have some, you know, some ridiculous objection to vaccines. Like they have microchips in them or something. Like it's just, grow up America. Let's get out of this ridiculous situation we're in with the pandemic and just take the vaccines. Gah! Yes, so and mad. they have been, the FDA's approved Pfizer for 12 oh, to 15 year olds, yeah. and I cannot wait to oh, get my vaccine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am so Honestly, excited. I've been reading, like, people could, kids could get, your age could get vaccinated by the end of this week, and I'm like, how, where, when, why am I not hearing about where to, you yes, know, so, like, we're just we, waiting every day for, like, more information. Just... I think there's going to be walk-in clinics that'll just open up. And nice. there'll be line. You might have to wait in line for an hour. I don't care. Oh, no. I have to wait an hour. An hour to get care. a vaccine that I've been wanting for the last year. Yeah, yeah not I that big care. of a deal. Um, it'll be... I'll bring a book. I'll be fine. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so Omega goes for the ball. Hunter yells at her, right? Because she goes and the next Sue almost gets her. And Sue shoots the next Sue and the next Sue runs away. Hunter yells at her. And, and I loved how the camera angle is like over his shoulder pointing down. And she's like cowering from him you know like she's scared of hunter because he's yelling at her like what are you doing what are you thinking why would you do that and then cut comes along and gets down on, on his haunches and gets face to face with her to see if she's okay and the camera is down there with them and steady on their faces and and she looks at him and i just really thought it was awesome it was such a great example of of the two different ways you could respond to that situation as a parent and like one way is you know, the parent who doesn't have any experience uh, looking down and screaming at a kid for making you a mistake. You can't do that. And, what were you thinking? You could have gotten hurt. Right. And the other way yeah, is what... a compassionate, you know, uh, you know, way to parents where you show that you are concerned for the well-being of your child and just want to comfort them because, you know, you they're show, afraid. You don't tell them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I love you, and you could have gotten hurt, and you right, can't do that. Right. You know? Right? You yeah. show that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good moment that cut, you know, kind of yeah. taught them yeah, how to be a better parent. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they all were watching. All of the Bad Batch were like, huh? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> you know, like, they were just, kindness? it was so kindness. Exactly. It was so funny to watch their faces. Where really they're like, was, what? Yeah. Um, and then he, like, picks her up and walks away, and they're all just like, uh, <laughs> and, and you can pick like, her up. <laughs> and Wrecker's just like, are, are you okay? And God's yeah. like, yeah, I already asked. Yeah, that. she'll be She's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of of that story about, that Queel tells about teaching IG-11 how to be a person. It reminds me of that because these are two, like, examples of what early childhood education, you know, people say you should how you should be doing things right like this is how you teach a child to be independent this is how you comfort a child when something goes wrong you know mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think you know we all want to be cut <laughs> you know but it's Just hard it's hard cool. to be cut it's hard her. to be uh no i know i know in the moment it's hard sometimes to remember like whoa this person's really hurt and instead of yelling at them you need to comfort them i i would like to think that i've done cut more than i've done hunter I sure hope I did, kids. I'm pretty you sure did. you did. You did fine. Yeah, you did good. Okay. You did um, okay. 
<laughs> I know. Did okay. Yeah, I know that. Uh, like watching cut go down, you know, like he didn't sit down, he didn't kneel, he went down on his haunches, you know, he balanced on his feet, you know, but went down. I do that like half the day at you school. Do. Like I'm always doing that. And like nice. when our little, my little, your little cousin was over uh, this weekend, um, you know, and he was walking around and stuff and he had questions. I would always do that. I always do that and get down to their level. And mm-hmm. I did that with you kids too all the time. Like, I was, we always, Why I was not? always sitting on the floor, getting down to your level. Why not go on your knees? Why like go on your feet? Well, because it hurts my knees to kneel on them all the time. <laughs> also, okay, like, I thought you're, you're making gonna... a big deal about it, like no, not going on. Your but knees. also, if I'm on my haunches, right, can get I can get back easy. up easier. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you're just like going down for like five seconds or mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. Yep. then you can just yep. go right back up. Yeah, when I like when I kneel at work when I'm in the classroom, that's when like the kids know like I'm gonna be there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um All right, we're almost we're almost done here. Uh but a couple more things to kind of talk about here. Uh Shia and Jack are the names of the kids. They are not Cut's biological kids, but they did have a human they father. Hmm. They did have a human father. Are they Seuss? They're Sue's kids, but oh, not Cut's. Okay. And they had a human father, but but uh, Cut is not that father. Which I think makes sense age-wise, right? Because if Cut's a clone in the Clone Wars, it was like within the first year of the Clone Wars that he defected, right? He left, and, and they were already like five years old. So you know what's it makes sense. even... You know what? Uh, fertile? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Can they even have kids? That is a good question. You know, I have wait, no wait, idea. Listen, Probably listen. not. Honestly. Probably not. Yeah. You know what's kind of weird? <laughs> Sue is going to grow up at half his age, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be 80 and she's going to be 40. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not funny. It's tragic, Liam. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's goodness. like the stories about like immortals oh, yeah. who fall in love with mortals right, and it's right, like right, right. I can't be with you. You're only like one small fly in my life. Wow. Oh, that is so funny. I mean terrible, tragic, bad, yeah. Yeah. Bad. So I mean it doesn't seem in the in the during the Clone Wars the difference doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. Like they still seem the same age. Yeah. But yeah, as the years get on, yes. Uh, um, one thing, one thing I want to say because we do, you know, criticize a lot, or we kind of point out things that we that I'm like, oh, you know, this could have been better. This could have been better. One thing I do really like is that Sue was not absurdly sexualized this time around, uh, and I do have images here for you kids to see. And if you want to, just you know, you can just the first image oh. is Sue in the Clone Wars. I mean, oh, she's wow. basically wearing like two strips of cloth to cover her breasts, and that's it. And they're also very large breasts. I'm just gonna say it; they are. Yeah. It's it's silly, and her waist is super skinny. It's it's ridiculous. That's it's ridiculous. Oh, people look. And then in this in you know in this episode, this is you know only a few years later, so it's not like you know, but she her body is way more realistic. And she's wearing clothes instead of yeah. two strips of cloth. And, like, I'm not, hey, if you're going out on the town and you want to wear two strips of cloth, like, you do that. Go That's ahead. fine. That's fine. That's what makes you feel but, best. But, like, she's a farmer. You know, they're in the middle of a 
field. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, it kind of, it's just, it's, it's obviously sexualized. And like, this is a trend in Star Wars that Twi'leks are that way. Uh, because it started with Ula being the dance, being a uh, Jabba's slave and dancing, right? Yeah. And wearing that skimpy outfit that you can basically see through, right? And then, and and granted, she was sorry, being forced to wear that outfit that you could barely. Right? That's not her choice. That wasn't. Oh, True. that's what Twi'leks are like. What? Like, why would anyone think that? Like, no, Leia was forced to wear right. an outfit like exactly. that, too. Oh, that's what Alderanians are like. It's ridiculous. That's what humans are like in Star Wars. Oh. So, yeah. But, I mean, it was also, it was reinforced by Ayla Sakura. It wasn't, you know, she she basically wore a sports bra, you know? Yeah. Um, and in The Phantom Menace, there were those Twi'leks who hung out with Sebulba, and they were, they were all, like, fawning over him and... You know, wearing kind of like the same kind of clothes that Ula was wearing, you know? And it's a problem so much that uh, back in like 2013, 2014, I think, there's a podcast that I used to listen to, which I will not name. Uh, they had Vanessa Marshall on as a guest, right? The voice of Hera. Yeah. And they, one of the hosts asked her if Hera would ever be one of Jabba's dancing girls. Oh my God. I know. What? It was Why so... would you, when if you have Vanessa Marshall, know, you get a, a chance to yeah, talk to her. You ask her anything. You get a chance to talk to her. And you're going to joke about... And you uh, ask her... It was, I oh could my not... Gosh. I don't know. No. I, I don't know. I don't, could not believe it. That was the last, I think that's the last episode I ever listened to of them, where I was like, wait, wait, this is enough. Like, wait, there were things, but I'm just like, this isn't, this is it. That's it. It's what so bad. What did she bad. say? Oh, she was, she shot that down very quickly and did not laugh about it. Uh, and then he brought, he said it again and she's like, no, (laughs) it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the last time she was on the show. Um, I don't like that guy. So, (laughs) all right. One more thing here. Rex told cut about the chip, but, uh, that's what cut says, right? But he didn't cut the chip out of cuts head. Oh, true. Why not? So Cut still has the chip? Like, what if the Bad Batch were like, yeah, you have the chip, but it only activates if you if you hear the phrase, execute order 66. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no, I just said it. <laughs> right? like, yeah, sure. I mean, what is it? How does it activate? Right? Do you have to hear Palpatine say, execute order 66? Or is it like a radio broadcast through the galaxy? If it is, then Cut should have been activated. Right? right? There's clones on that planet. Maybe he did cut it out, though. No, no, there was no bandage. No, there was no bandage. Did he already... Oh. Did he never have it? No, he would have it. Maybe it got cut out before. Uh, how... No. No. Why would he... He didn't even know about it until the day before we saw this episode. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, oh yeah, I was gonna say maybe Rex did, but... Um, yeah, no, on, on StarWars.com, it said, I always thought Aayla Sakura died on Felucia. But Me I too. guess uh, on StarWars.com, it said Seleucami. Um, so, uh, so if that's the case, then it means that every clone trooper had to hear the phrase. So then, how did that happen, like, on Utapau, where Cody gets the message from Palpatine, Execute Order 66, 
And then he looks over at a clone and he's, he's the only one seeing the message, but then he looks over and, and all of a sudden all the clones are shooting Obi-Wan. How did they get the message? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. You know what would have been really cool? If when the clones were made, like they put chips in their head where they could communicate to each other without talking. Mm. So like in battle, like they could just, you know, talk to each other without talking. So that's one thing I want to know more about the intricacies and technicalities of Order 66. (laughs) All right. We have a new section that, uh, we have a new section. I didn't name it last time when we talked because it was like half the episode. Now when we talked about how the Kanan story differed from the Kanan comic. Continuity Uh, corner. Continuity corner. Continuity corner. So here go. we are. Here's the initial, the first episode or the first continuity corner segment uh, in Aftermath, the book Aftermath, not the first episode of Bad that Batch Aftermath. Excuse me, I read the <laughs> show note and I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. In Aftermath by Chuck Wendig, there is an interlude, like one of those stories between the chapters, kind of, and they would kind of would cut all around the galaxy and show little slices <laughs> cut. of life. Yeah, cut. Uh, about a family on Seleucami, in which the dad refers to Old Man Cut, right? He's like, uh, Old Man Cut didn't join up, and that's the right way to do it, right? Didn't pick a side, right? He's trying to convince his sons to not pick sides in the war, right? And he says, you know, do what Old Man Cut does, you know? Maybe uh, he, which maybe I think means that Cut still... Does Cut still live on Seleucami? I mean, he's talking about old man Cut as if he lives next door. I don't know. That's mm. weird because they just moved off. True. Continuity error. They could have moved back to Seleucami, I suppose, but why would they? I mean, they moved for the reason they moved. Right. It just, it just, it's just happening too much. I don't like it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, people have dealt with, you know, the different books of the gospel being completely different and they're still Christian, so I suppose I can deal with this. <laughs> you know, I suppose We're still force 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 religion, whatever. Forceans. Forceans. Jedi? We're Jedi. Oh yeah. We're still Jedi. Jedi. We're still Jedi cultists. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> What, if anything, it's a cult, not a religion. (laughs) I prefer to think of myself as a guardian of the wills, but... Okay. I prefer to think of myself as pure light. Mm, You have to completely... Something like Ahsoka. Sure. I prefer to think of myself as... Some dude who lives on a planet is like really broke. <laughs> Just lives in this tiny little hut. You're a cuttist. Yeah, I'm a cut. Wait, what? Cut. You're like cut. Cut. You're like cut. Oh, yeah, you're sure. not a cultist. You're a cuttist. I'm a cuttist. All right. <laughs> I think that has to be the end of this Perfect episode. Um, so thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this Reaction Core episode of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At First Children. <laughs> on Facebook, we are. 
Children of the Force. Leave us a voicemail on speakpipe.com slash children of the force or just record a voice memo and email it to us. Our email address is forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is childrenoftheforce.com. And finally, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to us. It really does help the show get into more people's ears, so we'd really appreciate it. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I am Liam. And... May the Force be with you! That was loud. I said four. No, no, Liam, you should go, you should go corner, and I'll go corner. It'll be a, it'll be a... No, we already did the theme song. A little, a little, uh, little harmony? Yeah. We already did the theme song. Do you want to do it? Sure, let's me? try it out. Continuity. Conti- con- hold on, it's continuity, right? Con- okay. Continuity, right? Yeah, okay. One, two, three, four. Continuity. continuity. Corner. Corner. I think oh. we're going to hold okay, it. Okay. <laughs> Continuity Continuity. Corner. That might sound really bad. (laughs) That might. But it might sound really good. Okay. We don't know. (laughs) It'll be like.